I'm trying to get somewhere. <laughs> I'm trying to get somewhere that's real and pure and true and eternal. Toby, can you go with your boy? Let's go. From the American Missionary Church, Apostle Joel Obobisa will inspire you with anointed, practical, and down-to-earth Bible-based teaching that will refresh, energize, and motivate you to do your best for God. Join the Apostle now as he ministers the Word of God. Father, we thank you for another Sunday and thank you for the opportunity to be in church, to enjoy fellowship with you and with one another. We pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit will fill this room. And we pray that your presence will do mighty things in our lives. Let everyone here today and under the sound of my voice be touched by the preaching and teaching of your word in the name of Jesus. Challenge us, encourage us, and build us up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Why don't you high five or fist bump three people and just say you're welcome to church today. And I am so glad God made me sit by you. And I want you to know that you're going to have a great time in church, especially because I am sitting right next to you. What a blessing. Wow. Praise God. Amen. 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 All right. Today, I want to go back to... Um, a message that we were sharing some time ago. Amen. Amen. And the message is attempt great things for God. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm sharing from one of our powerful books in the house. You know, in our church, our preaching is fairly predictable. <laughs> because... Uh, much of our preaching comes from um, the books that our pastor has written, which is basically a compilation of his preaching notes and teachings for the church. Amen. So all of us who are branch pastors are assistants to him because we are helping him to feed the flock that God has given him. Do you see what I'm saying? So, um, you know, let me just show you a verse. Now, this one is going to be a bonus verse, okay? So, um, that one uh, will not be covered by your offerings, but <laughs> that's just a bonus. Amen. John chapter 6 John chapter 6. John chapter 6. I'm just um, trying to show you something uh, really cool here. 
and then we will continue uh, sharing. Amen. You know, John chapter 6, what's going on there? Jesus is multiplying five loaves of bread, and he's feeding a lot of people. Amen. Amen. So in verse number 11, the Bible says, and Jesus, now here's the thing. There were a lot of people, right? A lot of people. It says um, they were wondering, um, verse 7, 200 penny worth of bread is not sufficient for them that every one of them may take a little. One of his disciples, Simon Peter's brother, saith unto him, there is a lad here which hath five barley loaves and two small fishes. But what are they among so many? The people are so many. Can you see that? And Jesus said, make the men sit down. Right? Now there was much grass in the place. So the men sat down in number about 5,000. Amen. Now, in another place, you see that they said they sat down in groups of 50, and they arranged them. Do you get it? But the point I want you to uh, observe is how that um, God had given him a flock so large that um, to feed them, he had to organize them. Can you see that? They had to be organized. So they put them, sit down, sit down. You at the back, sit down. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. I mean, and if you were serious about eating any of that food, you had to sit down. <laughs> you get it? Yes. There will always be some people who stand up to see how the serving is going on in the front. You get it? Because, I mean, the way they are going, they are, this guy has taken about three of the loaves. And that guy has, you know, and the loaves are not many to start with. <laughs> you see, so there would be some people always difficult to manage, but they were there. Anyway, but verse 11 is the miracle verse. It says, Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. Can you see that? And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Hallelujah. Now what is my message? My message in this, this is the bonus message. The bonus message is this, that when God calls someone and gives him a large flock to feed, that person also raises up disciples to whom he gives the food and then the disciples give it to the people. Can you see? Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. So what you as one of those people would be receiving would be what Jesus has given to the disciple and the disciple is passing on to you. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. And you shouldn't be upset with that because you're being fed by Jesus Christ ultimately. He, you are receiving from the disciple what Christ would have liked to give to you himself. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. But he's not able to do that because of the size. You see, and as I speak this morning, our pastor is in Fiji. Yes. Yeah, if you know where Fiji is, and 
actually, Makena, why don't I send you some of uh, my video clips from Fiji just to tease us a little bit and give us a little feel of, uh, um, of, of, of the whole situation. Amen. Hallelujah. Right. This is all bonus. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Um, they're short, short clips, but a, a whole lot of them. So I'm just going to send them to you anyway. And um, I'll see how many we can see in due course. Amen. All right. So that's why we preach the way we preach. And that's why we utilize the books in the house. The books that we have are books that contain messages that God has given to our pastor. And um, we share from them. And that's our pastor sharing with you what God has given him for us. Can I have an amen? amen. Now ima imagine one of those guys uh, sitting down there receiving the bread and the fishes, asking Andrew, hey, don't you have any original bread that you, you, you made yourself? <laughs> Why do we all have to eat this bread that is blessed by this Jesus Christ? <laughs> do, 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 do you see? Yeah. What do you think Andrew would have told him? Hey, sit down. <laughs> wow. What a blessing. Amen. Okay. So the book is Attempt Great Things for God. Amen. And um, this is the beginning of the year. And I want to encourage you in this message to attempt something great for God. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. See, people don't grow because people tend to settle and like to stick to what they know. And people are not adventurous. And people don't want to try something new. Do you see? Now, you know, when I was driving this morning, as I hit the road and um, the car was, you know, it, the automatic transmission changing the gears itself, you know, it occurred to me how um, many years ago, there was nothing like an automatic transmission, you know. So I was talking with um, uh, my son, Pastor Joel, and um, I was telling him, it looks like in life we're on a journey, we're traveling somewhere, we're gradually discovering a lot of knowledge that exists, but which we are only slowly coming into, you know. And I was thinking about the automatic transmission because I remember years ago, my dad used to have a car when I was a little boy. My dad used to have a car that he used to have a car that had only three gears. It was a three-speed. <laughs> yes, three-speed. You shift just twice. <laughs> Right? Yes. And, and the, the, it was a, a, a steering column uh, shifter. Right? Yes. And up was reverse. Then you bring it down for the first gear. And then you go up 
out and up, <laughs> okay, it's for, the, for the second gear, and then you come down for the third, and that's it. <laughs> you get it, and you're going to travel from wherever to wherever, and you would hear the engine roaring. <laughs> yeah, but that was it, <laughs> you know. Yes, then later, it became four gears because, you know, people advanced a little bit, and then it became five, and then six, you see, and now um, some cars have so many gears, even with the automatic transmission. I mean, the vehicle I was driving, uh, I think it has eight or nine. Yes, it just keeps shifting and just keeps shifting. As you keep going, it just keeps shifting. <laughs> you get it, yes. So I was just thinking, the guys who made the car with the three gears, what were they thinking? <laughs> Do you see? But then you realize that development is the product of people being adventurous and people trying to push the barriers and trying to push things out just a little bit more. You see, yes, let's try just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And you can see that Every time people have tried to go out a little bit more, they have not failed to discover that there was actually more and better ahead of them. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. They have not failed to discover that, you know, you could talk to someone who is in another country. You know, before we used to hear them only. Do you see? In fact, there was a time when the calls had to be scheduled. Then you had to leave your home and go to an exchange center and wait for the call. <laughs> yes. You see, yes. You see, you were not born, but I was. <laughs> do, 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 do you see? Yeah. And we had to get up. My dad would travel abroad, and then we had to, he wants to call home. And then the post office would call the house and tell us that there's a call coming at a certain time. You know, and the phone, you had to wind it. Yeah, I, I'm not even sure what the winding did to it, but I'm sure it gave it some kind of charge or something. Yes, but you had to pick it up and then you just wind it. You wind it like that and then you say, exchange. <laughs> yeah. That's it, yeah, you say exchange, <laughs> you know, and then the, 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 you start to talk, they'll tell you that there's a call coming from London or from someplace, and you have to be there at a certain time to pick the call, you know, yes, and from that place, do you see, we have come slowly but steadily into the place where now I can have my personal phone, you can have your personal phone, and now these little things have replaced the home phone. I don't know if any of you has a home phone. Does any of you have a home phone? Yeah, this is it. Can you, can you see the, the thing on the side? Yeah. <laughs> you see, yes. And, and my grandfather, he, you know, these things, you couldn't have one easily in your house. Yeah, so my grandfather was supposed to be like an affluent person at the time. So he had his personal phone. <laughs> he was like a big man in his town. <laughs> you know, yes, and he had his personal one, black one. <laughs> yeah. 
But that's the phone there. You see, this is how we began the journey to this. Are you getting the picture? Yes. Where, when there would be only one of these in an entire town or community, you know, now there are several of this in every home. Yes. Everybody has this. <laughs> yes. Before you would make one call to the home and ask for someone. You get it? Yes. Now, you know, my wife even wants to ask me a question. She's calling me from downstairs as I'm upstairs. <laughs> Can you imagine that? Yeah. She would sit down there and she would dial my number and call me upstairs and, and ask me a question and just, just hang up. What a world. <laughs> what a world. So you see that anybody who is not attempting to do something greater is probably shutting themselves down and shutting themselves out of a whole world of possibilities that they haven't even considered. Are you understanding what I'm saying? If you think that when it comes to your relationship with God or even when it comes to your personal life as it is, all that you're experiencing is all there is to experience or where you are in your walk with God is where you can be, then you are really deceiving yourself. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I mean, people are advancing. People are changing people are pushing the barriers of knowledge and progress further and further and further and further out you know and each time they push it this are surprised to find there's actually more space and there is more behind that wall there's more behind that barrier it looks like this is it but when you push it it actually seems to respond and there's more knowledge. You know, the Bible says the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of God. I believe that the God's knowledge has filled the world. We are too slow. Too slow. <laughs> too slow because, you know, sin has had an impact on us. That is the truth. Sin has changed us. It, it, you see, sin has a, a dampening effect. You see, and a depressing effect and a suppressing effect on anybody. That is the truth. Do you see? Yeah, now think about Adam. You know, before Adam and Eve fell, Adam single-handedly named all the animals. Yes. If the Bible is true. <laughs> Yeah, the Bible has got to be true for you to be here. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? But that's it. One man. But you see, here we now we can't even name. You see, somebody has three or four children. They repeat the names. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. So they have to do junior and senior. Yes. We're not, we're not as creative. But Adam, he named all the animals. Yesterday, I saw a little uh, video somewhere where 
the, it's a collection, I don't know if I saved it, but it's a collection of animals and insects uh, and, and actually flies that look like the environment. Have you seen that video? Yeah? Yeah, yeah they, they blend in. You wouldn't even know this is a separate animal. It was like one that looked like a piece of wood. You see, and when it's lying there, it just looks like just a stick that's there. But it's actually some, I don't know if you call it an insect or an animal or some whatever, but it's some creature that has arranged itself together like this. <laughs> because it saw you coming and it's just... So it looks like just a small piece of a stick just lying there, but it is actually a creature and it moves. Yes. And then there was another one that looked just like the leaves. Yes, it looked like a leaf with bitten ends. But it's actually a creature on its own. You know? And all these creatures exist. I mean, this is, uh, there's a lot of knowledge in the world. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes. There's a lot of knowledge. It says the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory of of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. Are you, are you getting it? Yes. There's, there's, there's so much to know. And there's so much waiting for us to discover. And I'm saying that Adam, he named all these creatures by himself. Wow. Yes. Wow. Wow. The hundreds of thousands and millions of species of different creatures he named them all. Adam named them all. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Then he sinned. You see? Yes. And now we can't even name three children. <laughs> you see some people have a baby and they leave the hospital and they don't have a name yet. Yes, you ask, you ask them. I mean, this thing... This baby gave you nine months notice <laughs> before they got here and you still don't have a name. <laughs> yes, and now the baby is leaving the hospital without a name, man. So you will get a name, we'll get a name, we'll get a name. Do you see? So what am I saying? I'm saying that be interested in attempting something great. Hallelujah. Attempting something bigger, something better than what you're used to. Isaiah chapter 54 and verse 2, it says, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Yeah. Are you with me? Enlarge the place of what? Thy tent. You see? And let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not. Lengthen thy cords and strengthen thy stakes. That is Isaiah chapter number 54 and the verse is um, 
number two, Isaiah 54 and verse number two. Hallelujah. Isn't that a nice verse? Yes. It says in another version, enlarge your house. Build an addition. Spread out your home and spare no expense. Yes, because there's a cost to it. <laughs> Do you see? It's not going to come free. But the Bible is saying that the cost is justified. You see, the cost of expansion, the cost of increasing knowledge, it's the reason why we pay tuition. That's the reason. It's the reason why even though tuition is expensive, it's still worth it. Do you understand? It's still worth it. And we are not supposed to spare the expense of educating ourselves. Do you see? Yes, imagine if you couldn't read. They have a saying that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Isn't it? Yeah. Imagine if you couldn't, you hadn't been to school. You couldn't read. We send you a text message and you have to wait for somebody to come and you show it to the person. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I'm not talking about you couldn't read because maybe you don't speak a language or something. That's a different thing. But I'm talking about the language that we all speak, English. And we're saying that you can't read because you haven't been educated. No, it's terrible. So he says, enlarge your house. Build an addition. Expand. Do you see? Spread out your home and spare no expense. It means whatever it costs you to do it, it is worth it. Do it. Amen. Whoever it upsets, do it. <laughs> Whoever doesn't like it, still do it. Grow, expand, attempt something great. Hallelujah. Do something that is bigger than yourself, bigger than what you have been used to. Hallelujah. Don't allow your life to be contained in a very small place. And that's what the scripture is telling us today. Hallelujah. Now, our interest is what you do for God. Do you see what I'm saying? That in as much as you do things for yourself, the reality is that it is only what is done for the Lord that will ultimately mean anything. Do you understand? So every investment into something towards God, you see, is a greater investment and a more worthwhile investment than anything that you do for yourself. Do you see what I'm saying? I mean, we can see it. All the efforts of human beings, all the things we do for ourselves, I mean, as soon as the next one comes around, we see that what we had before is useless. Do you see? Yeah. Like I have, I have a VCR player. I don't know what to do with it. I've, I've attempted to throw it away many times. But you see, every time I pick it, I just remember how I got that one. 
you know, because it, 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 it's a twin, uh, you know, yeah, twin VCR. Yeah, it has two whatever. And you see, back in those days, um, you know, even if there used to be VHS and, no, 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 what is it? There used to be um, NT, what is it? NTSC and then PAL. PAL was a European system and NTSC was the American system. So even when you had a video uh, tape um, from Europe, you couldn't play it in America. And if you had something from America, can you imagine that there was a time like that? <laughs> Do you see? And if you, if you had the American system, you couldn't play it on a European system. You get it. Now, I was getting all these videos from Accra, from Ghana, which was a European system. So I needed to invest in a heavy-duty something that one could transfer from the European system to the American system so I could share it with my friends. Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. Yes. And also so I can just play and enjoy myself. Yeah. You get it? So I went to this place in Manhattan yeah. to a shop that dealt in these things. And I saw this thing, and they were asking for it at the time. It was about 800 and something dollars. Yes. And I counted all the money. I said, give me this thing. And I bought it. <laughs> so you can see why it's in my museum. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many the trash the trash thing comes every week. <laughs> you get it. Every Wednesday night I consider this thing. <laughs> because I look at it and I think maybe this time it should go. But um, as I'm taking the things out I'm just thinking no. No. I just <laughs> I'm telling you. Do you see? Yeah. Listen, do yourself a favor. Buy into this. Do you understand? Buy into this truth. Attempt something great for God. Because all the things that we are attempting for ourselves is just a matter of time before we experience their futility. Do you see? In fact, part of what is driving progress is also the futility of the last progress. <laughs> you see? Yes, because soon you start to experience that, okay, so this, then what? So you want the next thing. And so we, 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 we are forced to go forward and to try something new and to go to the next place. And when we get there, we feel like, wow, this is great. And then soon we realize what we call great is actually very slow, like Pentium 4. <laughs> Do you know Pentium? You don't even know what Pentium is. Who knows what Pentium is? <laughs> yeah? Pastor Charles, you know Pentium. And Moses, you know what Pentium is. Yeah. So what is it? It's Pentium is a processor, right? Yeah. yeah. 
that's what computers used to use. Yes. And my first computer, I remember my first computer, it was a, a Pentium 2 or 3, something like that. And I paid $3,000 for it. Yeah. And that was supposed to be cheaper because the guy actually built it for me. <laughs> yeah. Because if I had gone to Best Buy or something, it would cost a whole lot more. So there was this guy who said, listen, I'll get the parts together and I'll make you a computer, you know. And he, he said it was going to cost you $3,000 and that was the deal. <laughs> so I thought I'd beat the system. <laughs> I have a Pentium 2 machine. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. A, a Pentium 2 machine with about maybe 250 megabyte um, hard drive size. Something like that. Yeah. It's like I had arrived. <laughs> you see, yes, it looked something like this. <laughs> you see. Yeah, but where is it today? It's all useless. Are you understanding what I'm saying? So yes, it's good to attempt something great for yourself, but you should ask yourself, what great thing are you attempting for yourself? Because whatever we are calling great today, if we are doing it for ourselves, it is only a matter of time before it becomes nothing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Only what is done for the Lord will stand the test of time. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm jumping quickly to chapter 4 to talk about attempting greater works. Attempting what? Greater works. Works. John chapter 14 and verse 12. It says, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that believeth on me, the works that I do shall he do also, and greater works than these shall he do, because I go to my Father. Hallelujah. Right? Now, Jesus is telling us that you know if we believe in him we are supposed to do the works that he does do you see and greater works so God wants us to do the works of Jesus Christ and then he wants us to do greater versions of the works of Jesus Christ hallelujah Right? So now it's talking about the things that we do for the Lord. You see, the works that we do for the Lord. I mean, I think that this year we should all think about how we can do. Let's start from what we do even in church. Do you see what I'm saying? Let's start from what we do in church. And for what we do in church, we can start from those who do zero. Do you see? And say that. You know, this year, instead of doing nothing, I'm going to do something. Do you see what I'm saying? 
Yes, that instead of doing nothing, I'm going to do something. Every church has two groups of members. Do you get it? Those who create the experience and those who come and enjoy what has been created. Do you see? Yes. Ask your neighbor, which one are you? Yeah. It's not a crime. It's not a crime. Somebody has to enjoy what has been created. Isn't it? Yes. Somebody has to enjoy what has been created. So it's not a problem at all. But I'm saying that the people who create the experience are people who are ahead of those who enjoy the experience. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. And so instead of being somebody who just enjoys the experience, why don't you consider becoming someone who helps to create what others to enjoy? You see, even if when, when we look in ordinary life, we know that those who create what others enjoy usually are richer than those who enjoy what they have created. Is it not true? Yes. Usually the one who opens a restaurant and cooks for you to come and eat is richer than you who is coming to eat the food. I mean, in terms of the value of that experience. Yes. If you're richer than him, you have it from somewhere else. And it's likely because you're also doing something <laughs> that he is not doing. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So let's just say that in the house of God, you know, the reward is blessing. Because that's what it really is. Do you understand? Yes. As we work for God, he rewards us in many supernatural ways. So why don't you join the side of the people who create that experience for others to come and enjoy? I mean, today when I was listening to um, um, the, the Greater Love Choir singing, I mean, I was blessed and I was encouraged and I was just dancing. I just, you know, usually when I'm enjoying the song, I take a little video so I can play it and repeat the experience and repeat the experience. Yeah. You know, sometimes when I'm on a plane, instead of watching all those crazy movies, I just, I just go through my phone, you know, and I look for the choirs and I'm just watching and I'm just enjoying them. Yeah. You see, now instead of being one who is, you know, bobbing his head to the songs as they're singing and wow, you know, why don't you be the one singing? <laughs> because the ones who are singing are having a great time. They're enjoying it twice. Yes. You see, and yes, there will be a cost because he said, spare no expense. Every enlargement, every step you take forward, you know, will cost you something. It will cost you in time. It will cost you in energy. It will cost you in sacrifice of something else you should have been doing or could have been doing, you know. Yes. And really, sometimes when you assess the value of what we are foregoing, you will see even that it's not even a cost. You're going to hang out with some friends, you know, and, you know, smoke some stuff, you know, reduce the efficiency of your brain for free. 
do, do, do you see what I'm saying? I mean, it's, 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 not, it's not even a cost. You get it? It's actually a saving. <laughs> yes. But when your thinking is backwards, you may not even realize that actually being here saves me from being here. You see? And being here is slowly ruining my life. Do you see? Sometimes decay is so gradual that you don't even notice that it has happened. It's like when your cup of tea is changing temperature. When your cup of tea is going cold. It's so slow that even sip after sip, you don't realize that it's happening. Yes. You just suddenly realize, hmm, the thing is cold. <laughs> but you didn't see it happen. Do you see? And that's how the deterioration in our lives occurs. Sometimes because of the people we hang out with, the people we relate with, the people we associate with, they are slowly stripping us of virtue, character, even your personality is changing. Do you see? Yes. You find people becoming disrespectful. And it's because of who they're hanging out with. People becoming rude. You learn to talk and speak in a certain way. Because the people you hang out with talk and speak like that. And they relate like that. And you find yourself slowly becoming like them, even helplessly becoming like them, because sometimes you have to be like them to fit with them. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. So it may look like it's costing you something. You know, stay behind after church a little bit and do something, you know, learn an instrument or learn how to sing or join this group dancing stars or something i mean if you're going to dance anyway why don't you join the dancing stars so that your dancing is even it even has a purpose to it because because some of the club dancing honestly just that the club owners don't want to throw you out. <laughs> you get it? Yes. You paid already. <laughs> so it's okay. They leave you. You get it? But honestly, some of this type of dancing. <laughs> it's not working. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. That's why they charge you to come in. <laughs> this dance here is free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? So I want to encourage you to attempt to do something greater. You get it? Push the barrier of your commitment out a little bit. Can you hear me? Say, I hear you. Say it again. Say, I hear you. Push that barrier a little bit. Push it out a little bit. 
Because there's something waiting for you out there. Do you understand? Yes. When they pushed it out on the phones, we now have personal phones. When they pushed it out further, they added a camera to a phone. When they pushed it out further, they did what else? They put microphones on the phone. They made it play music. We watch videos. What are you forfeiting spiritually by continuing to hem yourself in and just to limit yourself to a small Sunday experience? I go to church. You know, even the Sunday experience, if you could even make it a little more regularly, you know, if you would do this regularly, maybe it would pay off a bit more. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, instead of the now you see me, now you don't, now you see me, now you don't, 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 now you see me, now you don't, now you see me, now you see me, now you see me, now you don't, now you don't, now you don't. Look, you are robbing yourself of the total experience that God has for you. Do you see what I'm saying? There is a lot more to be obtained in God. There's a lot more to be obtained in Christ. And Christ said that even he was not the limit of greater works. He said, people who believe in me, even greater works than what I am doing, they will do. So Christ is saying that there's so much in God that even Christ and what he did is not the limit. Yeah, it's not the limit. It's not the limit. It's not the limit. Hallelujah. Let's give ourselves a chance at doing better in our walk with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes, let's give ourselves a chance at doing better. I mean, think about how we've progressed even in sin and in negative things. Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, let's, let's be frank and real. Do you, do, do you get it? Remember when you used to drink, but just a little bit? <laughs> you get it? Yes, just a little shot. You would just taste it, and then you would frown and... It's like you were, you were having a bad week. <laughs> Do you see? Yeah. yeah. But then as you moved on, you know, now you, you could drink a whole bottle. Yeah. You would finish a bottle of, you know, whatever in a day or two. <laughs> you get it. Remember when you used to smoke, it was just little, even you, you didn't have the guts to smoke your own cigarette. You get it? You would share with someone. Just take. Yeah, because like it's like it's like it's it's too it's too long. <laughs> when I was a naughty little boy, my friend's dad was a smoker, and after school we would go to my friend's house, and then he would go and assemble all his dad's. Um, <laughs> Pieces, the pieces, yes, the leftovers, yes, the, 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 yes, and his dad didn't smoke it to the to the to the to the butt butt. You get it because I, I'm told that that darkens your lips. There's something in that little part. So 
the dad would go about halfway through it and then chuck it and go for the next one. Yeah. So we would go and gather all those little pieces and, and finish it. the fragments that, that nothing be lost. <laughs> That's still from John chapter 6. <laughs> gather up the fragments that nothing be lost. Yeah. And we would go around the back of the house because you couldn't do such a thing in front of the house. We would go around to the back of the house and he would bring a light. And then we would start, you see. And because they were so short, they would finish quickly. <laughs> so take on the next one and the next one and the next one and the next one. You know, and we'd just be smoking. It's just... I'm talking about little boys. I think I was about seven. <laughs> Yeah. Do you see? Yeah. I was attempting great things for a seven year old. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes, but think about how you've progressed from cigarettes. Now, cigarettes don't do it anymore. You get it? So you've moved on to something else. Do you get it? Yeah. And now it's, it's, you know, they call it weed, but nobody asks which weed is it. <laughs> do, 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 do you see what I'm saying? Yes. But, you know, dangerous things, because each time you want a little bit more, a little bit more. You get it? Now people are smoking the thing and they're adding something else to the weed. You get it, yes. It's laced with something, you know. And then it goes further and further and further and further. You ask anybody on drugs and they'll tell you they didn't start with the worst one. Yeah. Where they are right now in, in drugs has been a product of process. Oh, yeah. Yes, progressively they have attempted to do great things in the wrong direction. Yes. You see, and I'm saying that if you keep going and going and going and going, you'll get there. Oh, yes, you will get there. You'll, it's a matter of where are you going? Is it this way or that way? But if you keep going in either direction, if you keep going and keep going and keep going, you will get there. You will get there. I've seen brilliant people lose their minds. You see, intelligent people lose their minds. Smart kids, you know. Yeah, even how quickly you can come up with a lie and beat your parent who gave birth to you. It just shows there's some talent. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, it, show, it shows there's some talent. You get it? Just that it's not being used to write codes so you can be paid a hundred thousand yeah. dollars do you see yeah. it's being used to smoke dead leaves <laughs> for free but as for talent you have yeah. yes the way you are able to swindle people out of their money the way you're able to deceive people and and the way you're instantly able to invent something and said, this is the reason for this and this is the reason for that. It shows there's some talent. 
Yeah. It's just being applied in the wrong direction. But God is speaking to you today. Are you hearing what I'm saying? When God is speaking to you, what will it look like? It will look just like this. It would be a man that God will use to point out some of these things and to tell you that you could do a whole lot better with your life than you are doing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. God wants to help you. God wants to give you a better life. And there are great things in him that we can find if we give ourselves to it. Hallelujah. So let's attempt something great for the Lord. Let's attempt something great for the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Try, just try, do something great for the Lord. Dance for the Lord, sing for the Lord. Let's go on outreach for the Lord. Do something for the Lord. Yes. What great works did Jesus do? The Bible says he went about all the cities. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. It said, and Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Hallelujah. This is what Jesus was doing, you know. And teaching is a great thing. Yes. Preaching is a great thing. And praying for the sick is a great thing. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yeah, these are great things. Once Jesus did them, they must be the greatest things. Isn't it? Yes. Because whatever Jesus did, must be the best application of a human life. Do you see? It must be the best thing to do, and that's why Jesus did it. Yes. So if we want to follow Jesus, we'll be preaching, we'll be teaching, we'll be praying for the sick. Yes. We'll be praying for the sick. When we see sick people, we'll say, let's pray. Let let me pray for you. Yes, I like to do that. I like to pray for every sick person that if you tell me you are sick, you know, Yes, instead of just sympathizing with you, you see, I usually say, oh, let's pray. Let's pray. Yes, why not? Why shouldn't we pray? Why shouldn't we pray? Yes, and the Bible says the prayer of faith will save the sick. Yes, it says the prayer of faith. If you pray and you believe what you are saying to the Lord, it will save that sick person. Yes. And it's good to practice it on small, small sicknesses without much consequence. If you pray for somebody who has a mild headache, you get it. And uh, even if he doesn't get healed, you know he's not going to (laughs) die. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. But you will find that the power of God addressing the mild headache builds up your faith. Do you see? You see God doing little, little things. And when you see a series of them, it all adds up and makes you more able to believe God for bigger things. Because you, you have faith. You've seen it happen. You've prayed for even things that didn't seem to matter much. And God seemed to care enough 
to answer those prayers. So you kind of have faith that, no, if God cared about this little one, then he will care about the bigger one. Yes, and that's how the Bible works. You see, that's how faith works. You know, in teaching us about faith, Jesus talks about sparrows. And then he says, look at the sparrows. You know, he said, they don't work. (laughs) You see, the sparrows don't have any jobs. They don't toil. They don't spin. They don't um, uh, have any place. uh, uh, But he says that God feeds them. Then he says, you are more important than a sparrow. Then he says, look at the ladies of the field. You see, then he says, even Solomon never looked as great as these lilies of the field. Then he says, if God can do this for useless things like lilies, why not you? So what it means is that faith is supposed to be built on previous, less important scenarios. Do you see? But which God has clearly addressed. Do you understand? Then you're supposed to base, base your faith on that one. To believe God and to reach for a higher thing and say, because he did this small thing, he can and will do this bigger thing. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yes, that, that's, that's how it works. Yes. So when you see something small, just pray. Just get into a habit of praying about everything. Every little pain, every small something that you feel, don't get used to it. Don't accept it as a family disease. Everybody in my family has this problem. Or that at this time of the year, usually the springtime, yeah, it's called allergies, you know. And allergies have managed you. It's like a posh word. Yeah, it's like, it's like a posh sickness to have. Yeah, it sounds bougie, isn't it? Yeah, to have allergies. So you see someone sneezing. I mean, his nose is literally falling off his face. And then when he finishes, it's it's allergies. It sounds so good, you feel like having some. Do you see? But pray about your allergies. Pray about the discomfort. Pray about the sleeplessness. Pray about it. Do you understand? And as God heals and responds, it builds up faith in you. One day you're going to see a limping person and say, listen, the God who took me out of my allergies can take you out of this wheelchair. You know, come out in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yes. We are attempting great things for God. Yes. Attempt something great for the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Do something great that has God as its object. That's what it means. Something great that represents God. Something great that puts God on the minds of people. Hallelujah. Yes. You can start preaching. Yes, you can start preaching and teaching. That's why I say some people, you know, you need to have a basenta. You get it? You need, to, you need to have your own little group of people that you preach to. Preach what? Preach what I preached. <laughs> Stop your face. Just, 
right? Do you see? Yes? The Jesus to the disciples, the disciples to them that are set down. Yeah. So your starting point is set some people down. <laughs> Do you understand? Yes. And then you also take, take one of the books. Do you see? I tell you, some of these books, right, they contain great stuff that will be a blessing to people. Do you understand? Yeah. Great. You see, 10 examples of help coming through the enemy. Do you know that sometimes God can use your enemies to help you? Wow. wow. Doesn't that sound interesting already? 10 examples, right, of help coming through the enemy. Number one, Jesus was helped by the treachery and disloyalty of Judas. Yes, if it wasn't for Judas, Jesus could not have fulfilled the reason why he came to the earth. It took Judas to get Jesus killed, <laughs> which is why Jesus came. Do you understand? So some people, they help you to fulfill your destiny. They help you to accomplish why you are here. So he may look like an enemy, but it's through him that you will get your promotion. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Do you see? Yes. Number two, Jesus was helped to the cross by the jealousy of the Pharisees. Yes. The Pharisees were jealous of him. The Bible says in Mark chapter 15, it says, Pilate answered them, you know, it says, Pilate answered them saying, will ye that I release unto you the king of the Jews? For he knew that the chief priest had delivered him for envy. Yeah. So Jesus went to the cross because of the envy of the Pharisees. Perhaps you will go places because of the envy of your colleagues at work. Yes, because of envy from people surrounding you. They are going to go, you know, they're going to go to the boss and try to talk you down before the boss. Do you see? Yes, they will try to make you look bad to the boss. And rather that's going to draw the boss's attention to your work. Do you understand? Because the boss is going to, really? You say this person is really taking us for granted. I'm going to have my eyes all over her work now. And maybe you've been working great and the boss has not seen it. Do you see? So now this envy has turned out to work for your good. So now the boss is looking at everything you're doing, you see, which is what the people were envying and went to report. And when the boss came, he saw it for what it really is. It's much better work than everybody else's work. And soon it leads to your promotion. Yeah. Do you see? Yes. Do you see? I just grabbed a book and my whole message has changed. Do you see? Yes. And then you say, well, there are 10 of them, but I... I'll stop here because there are two points. Next week, we'll come back same time, same place, and we'll continue with the rest of the eight. Attempt it. Attempt it. Attempt doing something great for God. Great like preaching. 
great like teaching, yeah. explaining, helping people understand simple things that they don't understand. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. You have somebody asking you, I mean, why do people speak in tongues? Sometimes it's even the questions you are asked that help you know that even you don't understand it very clearly. Because you were asked, you realize you don't know this. Yeah. But it's not a problem. Tell the person, I'll come back to you. You see? Yes. Now you're going in search for not knowledge. That's when you get on the phone and you call Reverend Charles. <laughs> He has been calling you the whole time you have not been picking up. <laughs> but in the year of attempting something great for God, you will now find him. Yes. And then you ask him, Pastor Charles, please, can you tell me why and how we speak in tongues? What, what, what's the whole thing about? Yes. Yes then Pastor Charles may refer you to one of the books, a little book called Key Facts for New Believers. Yes, and you're going to go and read that book and he will explain to you how come. Well, why is it that you speak in tongues um, and you don't understand it? So that's exactly what it is. That you, it's a language of the spirit. It's a spiritual language, so you don't understand it. Oh, really? Can you really speak and not understand? Yes, that's, that's how it is. Do you get it? You speak, but it says in the spirit you are speaking mysteries to God. Are you understanding what I'm sharing with you? Yes. So, let's attempt something great for God this year. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Yes. Let's attempt, let's try to do something that we have not done before. And God is going to bless us. Amen. I think our time is up. Yes, yes. So stand to your feet and let's bring the service to a close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Makabolo Mushandari Alababaya. Miko Sokotori Alababaya. Alababaya. Everybody pray. Just begin to pray, everybody. Makaboli bushatelia, me dolo moshenderi alababara malababai labashatali alababam, me koro sheke fetele bede 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 bekam. Yes, me koshetele me sandaria. Everybody pray and say, Lord, this year I'm committing myself into Your hands, and I'm asking, Father that you will help me to do something great. Help me to do something greater in some area of my life. Maybe in your prayer life. Yes, maybe you never woke up early in the morning to pray. Or you never entered a room and locked yourself up and stayed in the room with the Lord all by yourself for an hour or for two hours or for three hours. You've never done that before. But this is the time to do something great for God by attempting some of those in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Jesus. 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 Come on. Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Oh, yes. Everybody pray in the Holy Ghost. Just pray in the Holy Ghost and say, mi kolomo mo shatali alaba balama ma e malaba balaba balaba bo shendere alama ma e bolo kandaria amo satali alaba baya malaba bane mo shendere alaba baya e kolobolo mo shendere alaba barabara barabara mama e kanaba barabara 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 balamo shendere bere 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 be kandaria in the name of jesus meko shabala baya Make a malabaya molo, Satelli Alababa. Make a bebe, 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 Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like you. You work through. I wanna be more like you. Sing it again. Say, I wanna be more. I wanna be more like you. Jesus, I wanna be more like. Jesus, I want to be a vessel you work through. I want to be more like you. Sing it one more time. I want to be more. I, I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more like you jesus i want to be a vessel you work through i want to be more like you jesus thank you lord now as we close our service today maybe you're here and you know in your heart that you're not saved 
is an opportunity to be saved. And so if you want to know Jesus as your Lord and your Savior, I want to help you and pray with you. Just raise up your right hand right now and I'll pray for you. Is there anybody here who wants to give your life to Jesus? You want to be a child of God. You want to do, be a true Christian. Lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you. Okay, just lift up your right hand. Is there anybody? Right, right. Let's pray everybody. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner and you died for my sins. I invite you, Lord, into my heart today and into my life today. Lord Jesus, please cleanse me from my sins. Please forgive my sins. Let your blood wash away my sins and cleanse me from every unrighteousness. And make me a child of God. I want to live for you, Jesus. From today, I want to live for you. I want to be a real Christian. I want to be a true child of God. So help me, Jesus, to do this for you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Now one more thing I would like to pray for. How many of you can think of some area of your life where you would like to attempt something great for God? For God. For God. I'm sure you will do something great for yourself. But remember, those ones are not the greatest things. But what is done for the Lord? Amen. So how many can think of, maybe you, you decide that you're going to now start praying early in the morning. Yeah. Or that you will spend the first few hours of the day in prayer. Yeah. Maybe you will pray for 20 minutes every morning. Or 30 minutes every morning. Yeah. Do you see? Or one hour every morning. Or if you pray one hour, you're going to move, try to attempt something great. An hour and a half. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. That you're going to try something great. Reading your Bible every day. It's a great thing to be able to read your Bible every day. It's a great blessing. Don't take it for granted. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The Bible is a great book to read. And if you don't read the Bible regularly, you can decide to attempt to do something great by adding the Bible to the books you read. Do you get it? Yes. We all have reading time. We all have it. Oh, yeah. Anybody who has a phone also has time to read. <laughs> Isn't it? Don't we read all our text messages? Yes. What about those shorts? Those reels? <laughs> Don't we have time for them? We can read the Bible. Do you see what I'm saying? So we're going to read the Bible also. Hallelujah. I want to encourage everybody to do something great. So lift up your hand if you want to do something great for God. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. Father, look at all these hands that have gone up attempting something great for you. You know what is in everybody's heart. I pray in the name of Jesus that you will supply the strength in the name of Jesus. 
grant the grace. Yes, grant the grace, Lord. Grant what it takes, Lord, for us to move on to the next step and to the next place in our walk with you. In the name of Jesus, I pray for those who are going to be reading books, those who are going to be reading the Bible, those who are going to start listening to messages, those who are going to start attending church regularly, those who are going to start coming to church more often, those who are going to attempt preaching and sharing your word with others. Oh God, let that be their story from today in the name of Jesus. Fill our lives with testimonies of successfully trying out great things for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We want to have communion. Yes, let's have communion. Let's have communion. Let's have communion. Yes. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you. Hallelujah. Now, um, we're going to join our pastor. Amen? Amen. We're going to join our pastor as he leads us in communion today. Amen? Amen. Right. So, um, we're going to the First Love Center and we're going to have communion. Amen? Amen. All right.
congregation of the Lord multiply. Amen. Let every sickness and problem that is disturbing your life yes. be healed and resolved. Amen. Put your hand on your belly. Be healed right now. Amen. Amen. Be healed. Amen. Be healed. Amen. Be healed. Amen. I rebuke curses. Yes. I rebuke Satan. Yes. I rebuke snakes. Amen. I rebuke Hallelujah. Our, our pastor seems to know what prayer to pray every time. It's a great prayer. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Yes.